Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. Before we get started, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who came to the Chicago meetup. It was it was just so fun. I was blown away by how many people that were there. And the whole weekend was just wonderful. Come on over to Emotionally Broken Psychos, that podcast, and listen to our live is not the correct word, but the podcast a bunch of us recorded. Uh, everybody else is very drunk except for me, and it's very interesting to listen to. So there was no new Teen Mom this week, which makes no sense because some weeks they play two episodes, some weeks they play zero episodes. I don't understand. So I asked my good, good internet friend, Princess Jones Curtis, who you guys will remember from the Bean Nathan episode, to come back and talk about an episode that's very near and dear to my heart, which I've discussed on here before very briefly, and it was Bean Amber. So welcome, Princess. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be back. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like anytime I'm asked to be on Feathers in My Hair, I feel like it's like an honor. I'm always like, what? When I get that Facebook message. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. And this was, wow. I have not watched this since it was on TV. I mean, I'm sure I've watched it it, it, since the original It came on February 23rd, 2014, because I was watching it on the MTV app and it showed the date it aired. And I was like, that, like three fucking years ago. That's not that long ago. Yeah, but I... So I I know I watched it again when Teen Mom OG was coming back on the air because they were replaying all of the specials, but I don't think Mm -hmm. I've watched it since then, so probably since 2015. And I did Mm -hmm. remember a lot of it, but I just, I guess I didn't remember how, like, exploitive it was, but in a different way than we're used to seeing. Because let's be real, this is reality TV, and this is Teen Mom. Mm -hmm. It. It runs on exploitation. So I'm not going to sit here and Mm -hmm. pretend to be above the exploitation. But there was something so raw about this that this should not have been filmed. Amber did not want Mm. to agree to this and really agreed to it, not just for the money, but the money obviously she had no real way of making money besides MTV and filming her literally getting out of prison but God, I mean, MTV manipulated her into doing this by staying in contact with her the entire time she was in prison. Oh, I am sure so wait, no. I am positive <laughs> that they wrote to her every other month when she was in prison and put money on her books so that she would fucking let them film the minute she got out. I'm but, 100% sure of it. So that's why you think because my thing is because I thought that girl's name is Kiki, right? Yeah, the producer Kiki. that was like, no, it's not you. It's everybody else. My my thought was like, oh, she's already crossed the the fucking line already back then, and she's called and she's text not texting Jesus Christ, she's uh, sending mail to Amber and telling her, don't worry, it's not your fault, you're in prison. That's what I thought. My thought was that like she's getting letters from Kiki, mm-hmm. and Kiki has already 
become the Kiki we know and love who's cradling her and telling her everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That's what my thought was. I, I didn't think it was like a, a MTV. I didn't think like somebody MTV was like, you better keep writing her. Put some money on her books. Probably. We need- Don't, I mean, it makes sense because MTV needed to make sure. Amber yeah, is very cool. much a person that like, if you're good to her, she'll allow you to be around. And that's the only sure. way she'll allow you to be around. And I think they knew that about her. And they were like, look, mm-hmm. if we keep in contact with Amber, she's way more likely to let us film. We know she has no friends. We know her family is trash. <laughs> we know Gary's a piece of shit. So let's be the one shining light. But I do think Kiki, I mean, if you guys remember, Kiki is the producer that got in all that trouble back in like March because she was texting mm-hmm. Matt and texting the girl Matt maybe sexually assaulted and promising her not to tell Matt what she was saying and told Matt. Kiki is also baby Nova Lee Rain's godmother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's, she crossed the line. That's, that's, that's all you have to say about Kiki. Kiki does not know where the line is. You're somebody, you're one of the subject God parents. Like, I just feel like, see the reason, like, I think that your theory is good, right? Mm-hmm. But, I think that when Amber went to jail, MTV never expected to, to get pick up where she left off. Okay. I don't think that's what they thought they were going to do. So I don't think anybody had the foresight to say, stay on Amber's good side. I think Kiki is just being Kiki. And mm-hmm. we should get a special call, being Kiki, where she drives around doing shit she's not supposed to do and <laughs> crossing lines constantly. That's what I think happened. <laughs> I think it's pro- it could be definitely a mix of both, too. Yeah, sure. They just... They had to have known nobody else was going to be there for Amber. Because as we see in this yeah. special, she is nobody, really. Um, no. I mean, not really. Well, she has family, but keep in mind, see, this is the thing about watching this now rather than then. Now I know what happens in the future. Mm-hmm. So when I'm seeing her mom, I'm see- her mom who doesn't film. So is she not around anymore or is she just not filming? Uh, so my suspicion, her dad is dead. My suspicion has always been that Amber's mom maybe is an alcohol issue and Amber does not like her around because Amber's mom cannot keep her opinion to herself in any way, shape or form and does not keep her her opinion to herself on camera. And I think Amber's mom not liking Matt meant that she was not invited to film. Right. And then also keep in mind that I don't know, for most of us, our mom's that person that's going to be like, God damn it, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, they don't kiss up to you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I mean, unless they're Nathan's mom, but <laughs> normally, but your mom's the one that's like, why is this house dirty? Yeah. What are those pill bottles? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's not your friend that's going <laughs> to... Yeah. So, so, yeah, I can see why she's not around. But, yeah, the only people I see that are still in her life are Cousin Crystal. And Cousin Crystal doesn't come around anymore. Yeah, and not also like they get into it when OG comes back. But Crystal, like, never came to visit Amber in prison. And I think her mom even says, do you remember they go to a spa? And her mom basically says, like, Crystal, where the fuck were you? You didn't come around when Amber was in prison. You just came around when MTV came back. <laughs> I guess. Okay, well, see, here's the thing. that That this is a special... Uh, issue in my heart because I've experienced my father, my biological father has mm-hmm. been in prison for 36 and a half years. And I was, uh, I visited him. My parents broke up like very early, like way before he went to prison. But um, it, I mean, before I was six months old. And so 
my mother used to take me to visit him because when she divorced him, she didn't want his um, his relatives to uh, try to do anything that would, you know, jeopardize um, mm-hmm. her 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 shit. She wanted her side of the street to be clean, so she would take me when I when I lived in state like once a month. So I visited prison, mm-hmm. but so like when I hear stuff about people visiting or whether Leah visited or even Phaedra, remember Phaedra and yeah. Apollo when the kids are gonna visit? Like I think. Like, I'm perfectly comfortable visiting prison, but I don't think everybody needs to. Agreed. And one of the, and my, so my father's been in prison for so long, and I've been visiting for so long, that, like, I, like, knew staff there. Mm-hmm. At my college orientation, a guard recognized me because he was bringing his son to his orientation. Ugh. I became friends with that guy. I went home with him all the time for, like, Thanksgiving and shit, and would go to the jail and visit my dad. Like, this is... So, I mean, this is not the regular experience, but this, I mean, I feel like none of my experiences are the regular experience, but I'm just saying that, like, I've been visiting prisons for a very long time, and, like, I don't think that if my cousin Amber went to prison for, like, uh, what, we need to get into why she's in, actually in prison, but yeah. what, if my cousin Amber went to prison, I don't think I'd be visiting her either. I might, like, let her call me, but I'd be, like, and how far away was she? Was she, like, two hours away? Because... That's a different story than if you're down the street. I I don't know. Yeah. I also, you know, as I've talked about, my ex-boyfriend is in prison. And when he was in county jail, I've never been to visit a prison, a state prison. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure people realize how time-consuming it is and annoying. At this one place, first of all, some of them have extremely strict dress codes. And you can be thrown out before you even get there. There's like, there's so many times people don't even know where you, you pull up to the prison and you're like not even allowed in. So at the first county jail he was at, and these are both in my like area. One of them was 10 minutes from my house. I would get there. If visit starts at seven, I would get there at 5 PM and line up in my car. Get there early. A whole, you would wait in your car and it was easier to wait in your car at the beginning of the night than to get there and have to wait in your car and then wait inside as well so i would get there and Uh i would sit in my car for two hours then i would wait inside the prison for mm, usually i'd be in there quickly because i did this so i'd be one of the first people in line one of the first people right i'd rather wait in my car than wait in the visitor center then you had to have your correct outfit on then you had to be searched Uh Uh, at this yep. prison, you had to be Invasive. searched. You, it, I mean, uh-huh. you have to literally, you go in the bathroom with a female guard. You have to open your mouth. They check your hair. You can't have any hair ties. You have to lift your uh-huh. your bra and, like, shake your body. They pat you down. It's not, like, yep. super invasive. Even children. But they it's a process. Oh, they make you take, if you have a baby, you have to take the diaper off so you they can the examine off. inside yep. the diaper. It's, it's a full process. Then you have to go through the metal detector. You're picture is taken you have to be on a visitor uh-huh. log oh the you first get a, time I you tried get a club to, stamp yeah the first time <laughs> i tried to go it was like so awful i had to change and then i wasn't even on the visitor log it was a whole big thing uh-huh. um yep. you can't bring anything into the prison so everything has to be left in your car you go in you can hug and then you sit in this huge room and you wait for you're there for like 30 minutes now it would take me for a 30 minute visit i'd be there for about three hours so, yeah. and this is local to me. I can't imagine, you know, my ex-boyfriend's yeah. sister just went to try and visit him. And, oh, by the way, 
don't ever try and call prison and find out about visiting hours because nobody picks up the fucking no. phone. No. Literally, at the one he went to, it would just ring. Nobody even works there to pick yeah. up the phone because this was a uh-huh. private prison, so they really get no fucks. Yeah, and also keep in mind that you don't know if they're in lockdown because a yeah. uh, fort could be missing and they've locked the whole place down. Or you just also them. have to keep in count. Yeah, or you could also have to keep in, or they're or they're short of staff. The place is locked down. We we don't have enough guards, so no no business day. Or you have to also keep in mind that they do counts, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to count everybody in the fucking prison every few hours. And if you arrive in the middle of a count, it can take you an hour added on to what you already had. At at my when I visit my father, my father um, he has. I always I can bring quarters in a in a change purse, mm-hmm. and my father can't. Uh, I mean, he he recent. I mean, he's an old guy now. He recently had a a terrible bout of um, uh, food poisoning because um, I mean, this food in prison isn't great. I, I think people think people in prison are having it great, but they really don't. But so anyway, the food isn't great. So I always bring like thirty dollars worth of quarters, and I buy him the chicken sandwiches that are in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in prison so much. I got my first period in prison, <laughs> and I was in the bathroom for so long that a guard came to get me, oh. and I was just like. I'm having my period. <laughs> and she was like, do you need a tampon? I was like, uh, no. like I, I've been to a lot of fucking prisons. So I, while I understand Crystal, people being like, where the fuck is Crystal? I can also understand Crystal being like, bitch, I ain't going up there. Same. <laughs> Same. All right. So, yeah. But just like to set the prison mood, it's actually kind of perfect that <laughs> Princess and I are talking about this. But yeah, visiting prison is not an easy to do thing. So I'm not nope. shocked that Gary, as we find out, only brought Leah three times. It's I would it, have never brought her. Yeah. I would have never brought her. I don't prison. know if I would have. I'm of two minds. I've seen some prison visits that well, first of all, ugh, I remember my ex boyfriend used to have prison visits on the night at one point he had prison visits the same night as the women and it was like the fucking most heartbreaking thing in the world to watch because in case you guys don't know 75 percent of women in in jails in the united states are mothers Uh (laughs) and it is and a lot of them are there for drugs it's so i would even say most of them are there for drugs so heartbreaking to i mean it's sad to watch the kids with their dads but i don't know society has programmed me to have certain ideas and beliefs and there's just something so fundamentally heartbreaking about watching because it's usually when the kids come to visit their moms it's like a grandmother brings them or an aunt but when they come to visit their dad at least the kids are with their mother you know like yes you you already know they're displaced they're displaced already yeah there's just something so upsetting about the kids visiting their mom but yeah let's get into the episode and we'll obviously keep talking about this but we get the amber's you filmed the best moments of my life and the worst moments of my life. And Amber was sentenced to five years in prison. It was a funny, I can't believe they showed Amber or Gary in the bunny suit. (laughs) I can't like, we always forget how skinny Amber used to be. Mm -hmm. Amber used to be very small. I mean, she's been big too. So when she says she's never been a size 18, she's a liar, but she's also, she's been tiny. And I just remember when this show, when, when team mom came on, people automatically going, yeah, the fat one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and now we look at pictures and she's fucking tiny in them and she yeah. was the fat one she was I... oh so wait let's wait we we need to set the mood we need to talk about why amber's in prison yes because that is super important yes so amber is is kind of in prison because of team mom 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially. <laughs> she was, she so would have went, she, she would have gotten caught for something else. Oh yeah. But she was going to do, she was going to prison. Yeah. But, so she was beating Gary up and she got charged that, that got sent off or whatever. Because remember how people kind of think there are lots of people who are like, who believe team mom is about mothers and babies. That's not really, I mean, we know no. that's not what it's about, but people are like, this is a wholesome show. This is a, you know, so anyway, she was beating up Gary and people were upset about it because you mm-hmm. shouldn't beat people up. And she got charged with that. Yeah. She got probation for two years, right? Mm-hmm. But during that probation, she got into a fight. Now, I looked this up because I was like, why the fuck is she in prison again? Uh, she got into a fight in an IHOP with a girl who was, ca- who was like, you know, I guess talking about her. And Amber was like, you don't know shit about me and started whooping her ass. She actually said, I'm going to whoop you. And it's on film. And when she got arrested, she had pills. Mm-hmm. that were not prescribed to her and then so she got sentenced to like a rehab program and she mm-hmm. was like i can't do rehab I, in court she says i'm a bad girl <laughs> they finished, she's like i'll do the time so she and remember leah's three and a half when this happens okay mm-hmm. so she decided she was going to stay in prison till leah was eight and a half because she could not do rehab yeah so i do want to say though i think <laughs> I think Amber makes herself a lot braver in her story. Yeah. Where she's like, I chose mm-hmm. to put myself in prison. Here's yep. what really Amber got sentenced to what's known as drug court. It's an extremely right. hard program. You are drug tested multiple times a week. You're expected to attend 12 set meetings. You have to attend IOP. It It's really IOP? hard. Intensive outpatient programming. So you're, okay. you're at uh, like counseling multiple times a week. It's time consuming and it's almost impossible to be getting high while on drug court. Most people can kind of fly with getting high on probation for a while. You know, if they don't have a strict probation officer, they go in once a month. It's not random tests. You can you can fly on probation. You know, for a Janelle. Bit. Yeah, Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's definitely possible. But on drug court, it is extremely hard. And the thing with drug court is that if you fail drug court, you get an even harsher sentence. Right. So I think somebody, probably Amber's lawyer, told her, look, girl, you are you can't do drug court. You are not going to stay sober on drug court. And if you don't stay sober on drug court, you're doing the full five years. It makes way more sense for you to plead guilty, not go on drug court and go into the therapeutic community in which you'll be credited for good behavior. And you're doing way less than five years. So I don't think it was her lawyer, though, because her because lo- here's the thing, though. She she only gets less than five years if she finishes the program in prison. Mm-hmm. I think it was another drug addict. That yeah, was somebody like, told her. I tried drug at, I tried drug court and I couldn't get high, so I'm just letting you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, or I, I tried drug court and I I kept failing and I got double my sentence that I would have done if yeah. I just fucking agreed to go to prison in the first place. And if you go to the therapeutic community, you get extra privileges. Yeah, and it's real easy. You just gotta man. You just I mean, you just gotta do what they tell you to do and. You can sleep a lot. I think that's. I think somebody else who had gone through it told her that. Yeah, I, I think def- her lawyer was like, "Just stop doing drugs." Well, I think that's what her lawyer said. Yeah, <laughs> I, true. I agree. Somebody like told her basically, if you do drug court and you fail, you're doing your full five years. So you might as well mm-hmm. go take this, get the time served, and you're going to be done way quicker. I actually personally know people who have chosen 
to go to jail over probation because it's just so much quicker. And it's like you can be on right. probation for five years or go into jail for six months. Uh, mm-hmm. Or sometimes people will stay. My ex-boyfriend told me people would stay in prison to max out so they wouldn't have to go on parole when they get out. Because it's just, yeah. it's hard. I don't think people understand. It's hard to be on parole and probation. It is not easy, especially when you're a drug addict and they're drug testing you. You have to go to the courthouse, however much, deal with your probation officer. You have curfews. You got to pay for it. You have to pay fines. You have to have a job. It It's not easy to be on probation and parole. And if you go into a prison right now, especially a county jail, Almost everybody there is there on violations. They're not there on their original sentence. They're almost all there on their violations. So, yeah, Amber presents this as, like, the most selfless choice she's ever made by going to prison. But it was a good choice. I'm not taking that from her. She made the correct choice. But it was not some, like, valiant, like, I'm going to save myself so my daughter won't have to suffer with an addict mom. No. No. And also... She, she t- today in 2017, she acts like she did like 10 years of San Quentin. Yeah. Instead of 17 months in a women's minimum security prison. Yeah. Like, and she still blames Gary in 2017. She still blames Gary for her going there. But it's not. Listen, Gary's got his problems. Gary's we'll got talk his problems, about Gary. But, but nobody forced her to hit him and nobody forced her to violate her probation multiple times. And, and nobody forced her to hit him on camera. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people in that room. There are, there are two cameramen and at least one producer. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, they're tough. You just whoop his ass in front of a bunch of people. I'm not one of those people who think that, oh, it's 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 terrible when a man hits a woman, but when a woman hits a man, it's it's okay. I am i don't think that. I think people shouldn't hit each other. I don't, right. I, don't I, 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 but at the same time, I'm thinking of Amber. Amber, you're extra stupid because although he's a big dude, there are a ton of people in there. They're filming. It's going on camera. Like, yeah. Girl. Absolutely. So our first yeah. scene is it's Amber's release day because I wonder if I wonder if MTV like sent the contracts into prison and she signed yeah. like all her contracts with like a pre address or prepaid envelope like and sent yeah. them back out. Because they were fucking... I bet you she got a payment before this even started. I bet she got a payment to her account. I believe like, a, to her account weeks. and probably also to her mom. Her mom probably got a check for her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I 100% absolutely. So uh-huh. her mom, her brother, Bubby, Sean, I think they call him Bubba sometimes too. And her yeah, nephew Sean. are all there with MTV and MTV's not a lot of film, but her mom is mic'd up and we hear Amber get out and then we see Amber and her eyebrows are super thin. Mm-hmm. She looks like she is gangbanging in Echo Park. Yeah. That's what I thought when I first saw her. She t- I, I was just like, what? <laughs> but okay. It's weird also because if you look at her body, her body is pretty thin. It's thinner than it is now. Her face is just so swollen. Her face is round. Yeah. Which Kara said in the group, Christina, Gary, and Amber all have moon faces. They're <laughs> round, and that's why they look like that. Because we were talking about whether Leah looks like Gary or whether Leah looks like Amber, and the and and Carol was like, I just see a lot of moon faces. That's all I see. And she's right. Agreed. So that's what people think she's fat, too, because she has a big brown face. That's very true. And her mom is just saying, like, you look healthy, you look healthy. Everybody's happy to see her. They drive a little bit down the street, and the MTV crew, 
is waiting. Because MTV's waiting for her. Is waiting for her. And there is just something so dark about this that, and you know, the paparazzi's there because they found MTV. They just like probably right. went to see, they knew the day she was getting out and went to see where MTV was parked. And Amber had to stop on the side of the road to greet MTV, yeah, to greet MTV, which meant she had to talk to the paparazzi too. And there's just, there's just, she was so vulnerable in that minute. And she's yeah. just laid it all out there because she had to, what was she going to do? Say, no, MTV, I'm not going to film. I'm going to make money on my own. I'm going to go back to Burger no, King. No, she wasn't. I know she was. And also keep in mind that she was like a huge tabloid sensation right now. I know we make fun of them saying they're not celebrities, but they're known people. And this was the first thing that happened with the Team Mom franchise oh, yeah. that was huge. I mean, Farrah wasn't doing porn yet. Correct. Um, and well, when she got arrested, was getting in trouble, but it, Amber was well, definitely the most... Amber was definitely the most famous team mom by the time she went to prison. The show went off yeah. the air because of it. Amber, it came out yeah. in the court documents that with her salary and with tabloids, Amber was making $250,000 a year with a majority of that coming from tabloids. She was on the cover yeah. of everything. Amber was, I mean, Macy was the favorite. Farrah, nobody really cared about because she hadn't done the Because she was so yet. boring. Yeah. I just finished watching, like rewatching some old stuff. Farrah was so boring and she was she and kate (laughs) were like neck and neck for boring asses and then she's like guess what taking up the ass and then she became like super (laughs) she became the fair we know today but amber yeah amber was by far the most famous so there were Mm -hmm. usually i'm like yeah sure you called the paparazzi they're not waiting around but the paparazzi were definitely definitely there waiting for her and there's just you know, they ask, like, have you seen Leah? And she's like, I don't really want to talk about that right now. Yeah. And I, she says out loud, I agreed to let them film me because they were really here for me. I know. I I think. And you're right. What else is Amber going to do? Because Amber was working at Wendy's before she got on Team Mom. And Amber was like, like, if Amber didn't have Team Mom, Amber would be like living. I don't, I don't know where Amber would be. She'd probably be dead, to be honest, because yeah. she uh, probably would have... I know, that's dark. I, she would have ran for a lot longer with, and managed to stay out of jail for longer and probably would have overdosed. She, Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, Leah would be with Gary, like, right where he is right now, because although Gary has his fault, he's not a drug addict. And that... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an asshole, but he's not a drug addict. And Absolutely. and so Leah would be with would be with, um, with Gary and Christina. Yeah. She says the producers... Oh, so it's not that different. Yeah. She said the producers were writing her letters the entire time she was there. I'm sure they were putting money on her books. Mm-hmm. And she, Amber basically lets us know that she's seen seen Leah three times in the last year and a half. Yeah. And that she only sees her if it benefits Gary. Which I found... I wonder what that means. How does it ever benefit Gary for Leah to see Amber when she's in prison? Maybe when he wanted to, when he had some, like when she wasn't calling and he had something, he wanted to talk to her. Oh, and yeah. Because remember, he was doing the back and forth, mm-hmm. but he was doing the, you know, maybe we'll be together. You never know. Oh. I love, I still love you, Amber. And yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know. Like, I I want to, I want to hate Gary for that, but I also like, dude, you're in prison. Like, yeah. 
he he's single, so he could be he could like be fucking three girls and taking calls from you and being like, I still care about you, Amber, because he's single. Like it's not like you guys were in bed together and he was saying yeah. that and then. Plus, he wasn't lawyer, loyal to her when she was home, which we'll get into because no, she talks about she talks about the old <laughs> Gary, and I'm like, what old Gary? He's always been Gary from what we've seen, and we find out about Christina and that Gary is a girlfriend, and Bubby likes her. Bubby's like, actually, you'll be able to talk to her easier than you'll talk to Gary. Major foreshadowing because that's the truth right yeah. now. Yeah. Amber talks to Christina more than Gary. We and actually, we, oh, sorry, go. I actually, because I was just like, who the fuck is Christina? Because I've never really, like, besides listening to this show, I don't really know much about her. So I started Googling about There's her. not a and, ton to know, except the husband no. thing. The husband, he filed for a divorce on Valentine's Day. But he, she's still married when they're filming this. At this moment, she's still married. Yeah. He hasn't, he doesn't, because this didn't air till... 2014 and he didn't file for divorce till february 2014 yeah. i don't know when amber got out of prison this is probably and, let me look the exact date up and so and also while you're looking at that amber um christina's ex-husband filed a restraining order against her yes oh oh she was but released I november 4th 2013 the All restraining right, so order good... though wasn't like a i don't want to be the restraining order was so that About Carly kid, right? couldn't be filmed. And that's the other thing. Carly is only... I was shocked. This... Me too. I was shocked they said her name. I was shocked she was there. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think her name... Is her name even mentioned on Teen Mom yes! these days? Because she says she's got a daughter named Carly. No, 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 but now. And... Now? Do oh, they no, ever... I think they just say... Mentioned. No. They just say Christina's she's daughter. To... Yeah, they say Christina's daughter. Because, like you said, yeah. the husband has a court order saying that the cameras well, can't even be around yeah that was originally she was around they would be around and they'd film around her and occasionally you would see like the back of her head or she'd be blurred out and then the court right. order came that she can't even be with christina if the cameras are there she has to be at her father's house basically which you what? know what good they, for her they dad said, they said she has to have a she if 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 it's christina's time with her find a babysitter she must return her to her father yeah so, like, she could be at school, she could be at a babysitter's house, but if you, you have no other care, you have to take her back. Yeah, which is, you know what, good for him. Yeah, me too. I, I would never let, no. I mean, as much as I love reality TV, I would no. never allow my child to be on reality TV. No. Ever. I wouldn't be on it. No. You'd have to blur me out. Yeah. I would be Chris Lopez, <laughs> and I'd be on the phone like, are you filming? Because I do not get my permission for yeah. my voice and my likeness to be on this <laughs> Well, apparently that's what Nate's new girlfriend is doing, and we haven't gotten into it, but there was huge drama at the reunion this weekend, and Janelle and Nate's new girlfriend got into a huge fight, and I have no idea how they're going to air it, because they're not allowed to say her name or use her voice. Like, they can't show any sort of likeness of Ashley, so I have no idea how they're going to do it. I blur her out, and then I put her words, what she said, on the fucking screen. A voiceover? (laughs) And then have, yeah, or or not even voiceover, I just, I just put the... I subtitle and then have Janelle talking back, but then you can't hear what's said, but you can. (laughs) I would like that or if a producer like got on a voiceover mic and literally read out. (laughs) Well, you know, they're, they're, they're filming around Janelle with producers now. 
we're, this isn't about Janelle, but I do want to mention this. Like, they're filming around Janelle with producers by saying, by having them read their text messages. Mm-hmm. And just like you said about Kate, while she, she used to cover up the cameras and smoke weed, I'm sure that this has been going on for years, but they've never filmed it. They've never, yeah. it made, never made it to air. So that's another reason why Janelle is pissed because the stuff she's texting people, like, Oh, so apparently, you know, Janelle's saying she's not going to come back. That's a lie. And if she doesn't come back, then she'll definitely be on marriage boot camp. But if, but so they're sitting the season. So if Janelle refuses to film anything else and she's on the contract, I'm totally up for a whole season of Janelle's producers reading text messages from Same. Janelle, reading tweets Throughout from Janelle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We tried to film, publish that. Called us Make that a book. Yeah. A, a big coffee, a big glossy coffee book. I'd spend fifty dollars on that. Fuck yeah, I would. That showed me the centerpiece. I decorate my living room around it. <laughs> Same. All right, let's go back to being Amber. We find out that oh, Amber gets a phone call from her dad, and as we've said, yeah. Amber's dad has since passed away. He died from cirrhosis of the liver, liver which is a horrible death. Mm. It's it's a horrible way. He, I mean. I think he had been sober for almost 10 years, too, when he died. Wow. But he drank wow. himself to death and then had to suffer for 10 years sober. Um, Shit. So I don't mean to laugh at that. I just think it's every alcoholic's nightmare or drug addict's nightmare that you get sober and then you still have to deal with the consequences. And you have, like, all yeah. the pain and you can't even drink. Yeah. And he, Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. And but... you can tell Amber loves her dad. Mm-hmm. Amber loves her dad. Just the way she's talking to him. And also, listen to her voice. Amber doesn't sound like that anymore. Uh, yeah. Amber's slurry now. Now, maybe, now yeah. that, drugs, yeah. what is that? Yeah, I what think is... it's, I think it's a combo. If she's not on regular, dr- regular like, street drugs or abusing prescriptions, right. she's on heavy, heavy psych meds. Because remember, she's since okay. been diagnosed with multiple uh, mental illnesses. Right. And she takes psych meds. By the way, every teen mom and two and teen mom OG, their significant others, every the parents, the children, were all in L.A. this weekend. I'm Sometimes when one of the uh, cast is doing a reunion, they'll bring the other cast out so they can do after shows. They filmed a New Year's Eve party. I'm sure they have the OG girls doing upcoming season promo and voiceovers. It just mm-hmm. makes sense cost effectively, I would assume, for MTV to fly everybody out at once, have them all in the hotels once, and all the producers yeah. there at once. Amber was not there. She has not been on social media at all. She tweeted today something like, Hey guys, I know I haven't been around, but I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm wondering if Amber went to rehab again. Maybe. It's and very what about weird. that new boyfriend? Yeah, uh, who has a DUI. He was stalking restraining order. I mean, yeah, nobody normal's going to be with Amber. Just like nobody normal's going to be with Janelle. Orders. Right. But he has, but see, here's the thing. When someone says, oh, someone got a restraining order against me and it was a, and it was a misunderstanding. Okay. You got two in there misunderstanding? No. Yeah. <laughs> was like, that you, you that said, people. like, one DUI, you can maybe say, eh, but two DUIs, it's yeah. like, okay, you've got a pro- problem. Same with restraining orders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah against so where, two different so, women, right? Like, not even yeah, the same person. Two different, it wasn't yeah. even the same woman. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you, come on, dude. You, you, you have problems. But where the fuck is Amber? It's very weird. It's very weird that 
everybody on the cast is there except Amber. And I guess that Ashley said she was sick, but it's weird for her to be completely off social media and for her not yep. to be at the thing. Also, where yep. the fuck is Matt and why isn't he selling stories on Amber? What are we doing I don't here, know. Matt? What if Matt's there with Amber? <laughs> I mean, would any of us be surprised? I wouldn't be shocked fuck at all. I'd be more I'd be shocked, shocked if Amber and Matt never get back together. Yeah. I actually, Liz, I think you can find Amber because you found Colin from <laughs> John and K plus eight. And I will never fucking forget that shit. That snap you sent me was the highlight of my entire life. So, so I mean, wait, just so everybody it... knows, it wasn't a snap of, of Colin. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just snapped you? Just a quick detour. We love, as I've said last time Princess was on the show, we watch a lot of TV shows and keep up with reality stars that most people don't care about anymore. And one of them is the Goslings. I don't watch Kate yeah, Plus and it's anymore, still on. really. But sometimes I'll watch it. And Colin Gosling, in case you guys don't know, has maybe autism. They haven't really said. And he is sent away to a school. And using context clues from the article, <laughs> I'm pretty positive I know what school he's at because it's uh, they're from Pennsylvania. They're from about an hour away from me. And where I'm from at home has a, like, basically a world-renowned private school, system of private schools. They might even be national now for children with behavioral issues. Some of them are addiction issues. They have different campuses. And I'm pretty sure I know where Colin is. And it's about one mile away from where my dad lives. So last time I was home, I, like, sent Princess a snap while I was driving by it. <laughs> and I was like, here's Colin. <laughs> and, and I, listen. Oh, we're not going to get into this, but I'm just saying that like Colin being missing, like suddenly one day was like, oh, he's not here anymore. He's got some problems. We're not going to be talking about it, but we sent them away was like a huge, big deal to me, even yeah. though like it's a huge deal like, yeah. because he's on a TV show about being sex topless. Yeah. And they have, like the birthday party for the five of them. It's horrific. It's awful. right. And he wasn't there. I, know. I think he has like rad reactive. Yeah. Uh, attachment disorder or something i think they've got him diagnosed with something like that i and he did something like he did ODD, something in school he might have oppositional defiance yeah. disorder mixed with the rat yeah absolutely yep. and here's the thing i have a feeling because kate is such a control freak i find uh-huh. it so hard to believe that she would send away one of her kids it seems so yep. out of character for her that she would relinquish uh-huh. control like that i think he was hurting one of the kids i'm not saying like I think it was just that she could not give him the attention that she needed and maybe something happened where he physically hurt another one of the kids. It was it something so... where it was too big. It was yeah. like, damn. Because she would never send... That's the never. same thing I saw. I was like, something big happened. Something yeah. huge happened. And he didn't even come home for his birthday. I so know. something huge happened. And yeah. John claims he doesn't even know where Colin is, which I he... think... I mean, he probably doesn't. She has full legal custody. She doesn't need him to sign shit. I think it's just so crazy. But I, I would not even. I wouldn't even put it above him to lie about it, though. I Agreed. wouldn't even be above it to say because it for looks worse be, for Kate if he says he doesn't know. Yes, I can totally see him being like, mm-hmm. "Well, when he says he doesn't know where he is, he means he doesn't know which campus he's on." Like, I can totally yeah. see some shit like that. But I mean, we should stop talking about Colin. But Colin, <laughs> we love you. If you're welcome. Listening. Welcome back to our John and Kate plus eight podcast. (laughs) It's 2007 and Liz loves TLC. (laughs) 
So, okay, Amber goes to get food and changes into clothes, like, regular clothes, because she was, oh, this whole time she was, like, in her prison sweatsuits. Yeah. It's cute. Her mom gets her clothes, and she fits into them. And surprise, her dad is at the restaurant. I don't think we oh. had seen her dad on TV before this. No. He doesn't look anything like what I thought her He's dad was. He's Native American. Like. Is he at this point? I didn't know this. Me neither until the reunion or last season or I read something and Amber said she was Native American. I was like, oh, Miss Cherokee Princess over here. And then I looked up a picture <laughs> of her dad and I was like, oh, she's she's actually Native American. Well, is he already sick when they're filming this? Yes, yes. Because he, he dies okay. within... I think he died shortly after she met Matt, which is like, of course he did. Remember, because he promised Amber's dad that yeah. he would take care of her. And of course, he came into her life when her father was dying and took on the father role. But I think uh. Amber really, I think Amber is kind of a classic case of has a dad that's very absent. And so she like worships him and has a lot yep. of issues with her mom who wasn't really there because she had to pick up all the slack. For her father and why her father was drinking himself so to death. She had two little kids yeah. that had to be raised. And also, don't forget, in this dynamic is Amber's baby sister that died of SIDS when she was eight months old. And Amber was, I believe, five. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dark family. It's a dark. They, they've been through some shit. Yeah. For they, sure. They've been through some shit. But Amber and so is when he's thrilled. Yeah. She's so happy to see that guy. And he... And I... Like, my cold little black heart was, like, uh, I felt like a little awakening. Because I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is awesome. This is nice that she, because he lives in Florida, right? Or he lived in Florida. Yes. Okay. And you know right. it's sad because she, like, ugh. and as a, a child of divorce, I, like, get this. And you guys know I love a blended family. But she has, like, a huge <laughs> grin on her face and, like, looks around. And she's like, we're all together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure anybody who comes from a divorced family can understand that feeling of just wanting your family to be together. Like, it's so, it sucks on Thanksgiving when you're like, all right, got to go. Got to go to my other family. Like, got to go to my other parents' house. Yeah. Sorry I'm leaving you all alone, but now I have to go spread my time. And I must say... Your parents getting divorced when you're an adult is in some ways even harder because there's no court order that tells you where you have to go and there's no parents making right. the decision for you. I remember the first couple of years of my parents being divorced. It was so awful because this was before. I mean, now we would probably all if we all live like in separate places, but if we were all together, we'd probably have a Thanksgiving meal together. But at the time, your parents would, get along now, yeah. right? But, I mean, they didn't really for the first couple years. You know, it was... Right. My parents have now been divorced for 10 years. And I would say it was, like, yeah. after four years is when they started to, like, really get along. It wasn't that they were screaming at each other, but they were newly divorced after being married for 25 years. It wasn't like, let's And they don't want to hang out. Yeah, let's spend yeah, holidays like... together and we'll talk about how abusive you were. Like... It yeah. wasn't... I divorced you to get away from you. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> now it's it's 10 years. Everybody's remarried and happy. But in the first, like, two or three years, I remember it was awful because... And my parents were asking me of this, but I put it on myself. And I was like, oh, well, I have to leave daddy and go see mommy on Thanksgiving. And I'm leaving dad alone in his sad divorce man apartment. And he has to go, like, uh -huh. have thanksgiving dinner with my grandmother all by himself because like it just it was yeah. so sad so i understand that feeling of amber like looking around and being like 
we're all here together. Yeah. You just don't have any um, rule books for it. Yeah. You're right. If you if your parents get divorced when you're younger, you kind of know what the deal is. You're like, ah, eh, you know, I'll I'll go to Thanksgiving here. I'll go to Christmas there. I'll sp- I'll I don't know. I'll take my dad out to to brunch the next day or something. Like you You've you kind of figure it out. Right. But as an adult, you don't have any background in it. So you just and then and because you're an adult, those they're saying you make the decision. So you're like, fuck. How the fuck do I know? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Like my friends growing up, it was like Christmas at mom's every other year. The off years year with dad on Thanksgiving. I spend every other Wednesday at dad's house and every third Thursday at mom's house. Like it was so. And you get on a routine. Yeah. And as an adult, it's like, how do I even do this? So Amber's dad looked sick in this. He was very frail. Yeah. Yeah. He looked frail. And Amber lets us know that she made a lot of friends in prison, and it, she was in what was called the Cliff Program, and she really liked it. And she tells us that they had a chant that I wrote down, and it was, be calm, be true, be quiet, accept criticism as well as accept praise, be true to your highest ideal. That's such an institutional. <laughs> I know. I loved it, though. They hit every. I know. They hit every. <laughs> they hit everything. I know. I wonder if she still says it. I, she should. I love how one of them is be quiet. That's so important. <laughs> yes. If you can, because if you're quiet, you can listen. Yeah. And if you're talking, you can't. And I mean, obviously I don't know that because all I do is talk, but I'm just saying same. that's been told to me before by people who actually know how to do it. <laughs> I love that accept criticism as well as accept praise because that yeah. hits for both people who like have huge egos and people who have zero self-esteem i don't know it's just she and did you notice she like gave a big smile after she said it it meant a lot to her yeah because because she's been used to saying it and it's been what she's she's hanging on to like who do you think amber was chilling with in prison like Mm, i don't know who i think amber has like three older black ladies i hope so (laughs) yeah that's why she loves that neighbor of hers probably Yes, I think that they were mind of a prison. And well, I and think the bunkie, that... Remember when her celly came to visit the and they kissed the black on the lady lips? Too. No, no, yeah. no, that white lady that they kissed on the lips what? when she came to Amber's birthday. Oh, yeah. She was like, we're the only ones that have survived. Yeah. And, yeah. I just but remember I like a full happened... lip kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so if Amber had Leah when she was 18 and Leah's five, so what is she 23 right now? Mm-hmm. Or is this not? Yeah. Is it time? Okay. So I think that she got taken in by some older lady. Agreed. Like people who are just a little bit older than she was. And she, you know, she's, so she's a child of divorce. Her, her, her life has always been a little bit unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, she felt taken in and, and like taken care of Amber for one of the first prison. times she yeah, got her GED, which was court ordered. She was a peer mentor. I think. Yeah. I think if we learn, you eat anything, at this time. You go yeah. to sleep at that time. Yeah. Church she at needs this time. Him. Yeah, and we, she's never had that. When no, she's out of prison, she just sits on her couch and sleeps all day. Yeah, and that's why she needs someone like Matt. That literally, yeah. probably Matt is like Matt. Probably has her pill alarm on his phone. You know, yep. and an alarm goes off every day, and he's like, "Okay, babe, take your pill." And, like, hands are her pills. He gets up with yeah. Leah. He's the one that keeps her schedule. That's why people are like, Matt's stealing money from her and paying all her bills to keep her isolated. I'm like, Amber doesn't want to pay her bills. 
Amber no. wants somebody to do that. And I think in a prison setting, I bet she really thrived where she I woke bet. up every morning, went to her programs, had her job to do, had her school, had things to do uh-huh. all day that kept her busy. That part of being and on then Teen t- Mom. Then they tell you when to go to bed. Yeah, part of being on <laughs> Teen Mom was like she she forgot how to do all that shit. Yeah. She probably do well in the military. She probably yeah. do. She needs some structure. She's never had structure. No. I mean, she. so I did the timeline on Gary and Amber's relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, we need to, I need to do some fucking math. Yeah, he's older <laughs> than her. He's a lot older than her. She now in this, this was she got out in late 2013. You just said mm-hmm, November. She's saying, she's saying that Amber that they have been on and off for seven years. Yes, which means it started getting 2006. She was 15, turning 16. She was born mm-hmm. in 1990. Gary was born in 1986, which fucks me up because he's I think he's like a cool 55. I think he's a cool 55 years old right now. I can't even fucking believe it. But fine. He's he's only 30 right now. So Gary was 19 or 20 years old when he met 15 or 16-year-old Amber. And Gary didn't, I mean, Gary's a little bigger now. He is getting bigger. But he didn't look very much different. And he was in nursing school. So something about 15-year-old Amber was like, I got to get me some of that. I need that man that hangs out with his mama and goes to nursing school. Probably he had a car. She was like, and it was Gary's first relationship ever. Yeah, yeah I believe that. Also, so, I mean, it just shows that Amber had very little rules that she was 15. And I mean, she yes. was sleeping with a 19 No structure. No structure. And she's like staying over his house and when we're looking at her 16 pregnant. She's yeah. like fully goes where she wants. She didn't just like some of these 16s and pregnant. You can tell that the girls got pregnant under, like, secretly, I feel like. Yeah. Like, their mom didn't know they were having sex. Yeah. Yeah, their mom, <laughs> they weren't even allowed out past 9 p.m. or something. And yeah. their mom's like, how the fuck did this happen? But yeah. with Amber, I don't even think Amber was at home. I think Amber was out. like Partying, yeah. Living, living, her, living her whole fucking life. Absolutely. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely. All right, so prison was good for Amber. We yeah. agree. Amber should go back to prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They talk about Leah's upcoming fifth birthday and her mom's like, so where's it going to be? What's it going to be? And I, Amber gave a good, a very Liz Bentley response when she's like, I got out today. I don't know the details. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, so you just talked about being a divorce, um, a kid of divorce. I, and maybe I'm just like stupid or a bitch, but I don't understand why people who are not together and don't get along continually try to have birthday parties for their kids together. I get it that you want it all together, but don't you also want to not fight at a birthday party? Yeah. Like, just have two birthday parties. And not in the same day, because remember with the Leah thing, fucking Addie was up at 4 o'clock in the morning till midnight going from party to party and, like, losing her shit. But, like, why... I don't understand. I think it's more about showing. They want to say they want to be able to say, "Look at your mom and dad here together." But for many people whose parents aren't together or, or, or have some sort of friction, like mom and dad together is fucking scary. It's always yeah. some drama. It's stressful. So yeah. I don't want mom and dad to ever be in the same room if possible. Yeah, I think it's just part of this immature parent ideal 
we want a perfect family thing that they do. I don't think it has uh-huh. anything to do with the kid. It's that yeah. It's that once we have separate parties, it's like totally admitting the defeat of our family. Right. Like I would invite Gary. I'd say Gary, you are always welcome where Leah, Leah is welcome. So I'm having a party if you want to stop by. Mm-hmm. But when they get to, when they start talking about him inviting people, no, this is my party. I yeah. invited you, and you don't have a plus one. So that's what I would say. Not let's let's because once we throw a party together, Janelle and Barb are another example. Once we throw a party together, we have to work out details together, and we don't work out shit because we're not in a good place. The, J- so the Jay's birthday party without Barbara was like so good. I was like, yeah, this is how Perfect. every party of his should be. And I'm sure his at Barb's house was fine. I'm yeah. sure that was fine too. Like. I, if I were Jace, any time I saw Barb and Janelle in the same room, I would shit my pants because I'd be he like, does, "Something's I going think. down." Yeah, he probably has kids. He probably has pediatric ulcers. Oh, little Jace. Think about that. I'm sure he, he does. I'm sure yeah. he does. Uh, so we get to see now. We finally see Gary and Leah, and they're at Gary's house playing. And Gary's like, "Where's mommy been?" <laughs> <laughs> And Leah says, in jail. And he says, oh, that's good. You know. And I'm like, wait, what? Who's been? Who? They've never had a conversation with her. I guarantee you. No one's ever said, even when she went away, I promise you, no one said, Leah. Because she was three and a half years old. Okay, fine. But no one. But so, and this, when we get to the parts where Leah's talking about, you know, the other stuff. They've, they've never had a conversation with her about what's going on. Even as she came out, they never were like, okay, she's out of jail now. So she's going to live at great grandma's mm-hmm. and you're going to see her this many times a week. Mm-hmm. But no one, ever, they, they're just so like, they, the fact that Le- Leah's so smart, first of all, she's always been smart. She's extremely she's smart al- in this episode. She's already manipulating her parents. Absolutely. She's super articulate. Her she's speech always is great. been. Yes, Sophia needs to hang out with this I was chick. just about to but, say, she's leaps and bounds ahead of Sophia, who's eight, and she was not even five in this episode. Yes, but so she hears everything, and yet they explain nothing. Yeah. They give her information. She is forced to process it and decide what happened. And then and then they're like, well, what did you My mom was a teen mom, too, okay? She was mm-hmm. super young. She had all the super young and then had a hysterectomy at like 23 years old <laughs> and like she had like uh what are those things called you know the stuff you get in there you know when your junk's not working <laughs> you know what i'm talking like not polyps but you know what i'm talking about those yeah. things that so so anyway she had a hysterectomy i i guess like today they wouldn't let her do that because 23 is really young but she was yeah. like listen i got three kids i'm good take this <laughs> shit <laughs> so so but my mom was super young and she never Although she she never lied to me, she explained everything to me. She, excuse me, she would let me know anything. She never sat down and was like, yeah. "This is what's happening." So I would just decide shit. I my dad was in the military, and the the department store there is called the Navy Exchange. And I was reading very early, and I was like, "Oh, exchange means you take something, you give something." So I would take things in with me to the exchange, Aww. put them on the shelf, and put other things in my pocket. And I was stealing, but I thought I was exchanging. And you know why? Because people allowed me to guide myself. And Leah's mm-hmm. doing the same thing. So she's just like, yeah, jail. Yeah, she gets in and out every week. Yeah, I'm cool. Like, 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. They're yeah, and just also the fact that Gary didn't say <clears throat> like a healthy conversation would have said, Leah, you know how we've talked about mommy going away because she was bad and now she's coming home and we've been talking about her coming home. There was no, like, remember when we talked about this before. Gary was like, you could tell how relieved Gary was that he wasn't going to have to explain where she was. And he was like, oh, good. Okay, you got this? All right, let's have, let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> and also, the phone calls they were having. So Amber's calling Leah. She's also talking to Gary. And get, they're all in the same room. So that's why Leah was like, oh, you've been, you're mean to her. Oh. I was like, you guys got into a fight. And she was sitting right there. Yeah, and she knows what it's about. She that knows was... what it's about. That was bad. Uh, we get we get uh, Amber and Bubby back in the car, and Amber mm-hmm. tells us that Gary let fame get to his head and let the money go to his head, which I found to be an interesting statement because I do believe it to be true, but I like how she's excluding herself from the narrative. Yeah, like she wasn't doing the same. I th- well, I don't think she means the money because you know Gary lived the most frugal out of everybody on the fucking oh, show. Oh, you know they buy all their clothes at Kmart on sale. They buy all their. He's couponing. He's <laughs> buying uh, investment properties, and that's yeah. how he makes his. So yeah, 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 yeah. But I think what she means is that people because remember he had those Gary condoms. Yeah, like, and I he would he go did... to clubs, and yeah. I mean Gary grew up fat. Gary was fat and not very attractive. And then he became a fucking celebrity in Anderson, Indiana. And I think that's what she means. Like, I don't even think she means, like, the tabloids. She means, like, it's about girls. She means he all of a sudden was getting attention from girls for the first time in his life. And the reason he was so obsessed with Amber for so long was because Amber was the only girl that ever gave him attention. And now all of a sudden this fat kid is... And guys, you know, I'm fat. Like, I get this. When you all of a sudden are getting attention when you're used to being ignored. It's a fucking drug. Yeah, it's, it's, and also keep in mind, so he's 20 years old, he's got his first relationship with Amber, okay? Mm-hmm. And so he's, so he's gotten to his 20 years old and not had, like, a romantic relationship. He probably was a virgin I, yeah. when he met Amber. I bet he was, I bet Amber, 15, took his virginity. Yeah. Shit. Definitely. <laughs> Def- she so, like, did. yeah, she, 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 she means, she, what she's saying is true. No, and also Amber has low self-esteem. We all know mm-hmm. this about Amber. Her big low talk isn't about the how right word for that, it. Um, so it's what like, is it? She, false self-esteem? What is no, it? No, no, no. I'm saying whatever is lower than low is what, low is oh, too okay. high. Low is too she, high of self-esteem for Amber. Non-existent. She has yes. negative self-esteem. Yes. So part of the reason she went after Gary is because she thought she could get him. Not yeah. because she found him attractive. Keep that in mind. So she's looking at him and thinking, okay, I, I, I'll i be the cute one in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I'll So he'll worship me. And mm-hmm. Matt, too. Matt, she picked up off the fucking internet and he was nothing and no one. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you come stay with me. And she's thinking he's going to be forever grateful and he's going to only have eyes for me. But that's not how it works. People don't like you don't get a thank you car and then they never cheat on you. Yeah. If you like, and so Gary got a little bit of fame. So now he's walking around the Walmart. People know they're like, Gary, and he's meeting chicks in the Walmart. And yeah. And that's what he comes there. And it's like, I need to break up with you. I met someone at the Walmart. I need to, some Gary time. That's mm-hmm. where Gary time came from. 
Especially yeah. when Amber got thin and she's like, you're like, she would call him a fat fuck. Like she yeah, has never thought highly of Gary ever. No. And so for Gary to have the nerve to think he deserved better than Amber, I can only imagine was extremely upsetting for Amber. Yeah. She thought she was getting a puppy. She yeah. thought she was going to get someone that was going to be waiting at the door, waiting for her. She was going to walk him on his leash and tell him. And then what happened was, I don't know, the puppy found out they were other owners. Yeah. And that's what happened. So yeah, she's and that. So later in the episode, she tells Crystal, "I feel like I made him this way." Bam. Yeah, that she was... feels like she did it to him by letting him believe that he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so Bubby and Amber go to their grandparents' house, where Amber is going to stay. They look Why, like nice, though? normal people. I don't know. I guess I wonder if she had to stay with them until for probation reasons. Well, why'd she pick there instead of her mom's house? Is her mom like remarried and shit? Or is, I, I is really, she know? That's a good question. I really, really don't know why she picked them instead of her mom's house. I wonder if her mom lives in a one bedroom apartment and was like, to be honest, you're not welcome here. Or yeah. Like Amber, when you come here, you got to make sure you clean up after yourself. That's, I can see it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and grandma like, was like, come on, baby. Yeah. Grandma and grandpa had a little nice ranch house. I bet that was a three bedroom yeah. house. I'm sure they had yeah, a I guest bedroom ready for her. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if her mom was living in a one bedroom apartment and was like, I don't have fucking room for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. So, and her grandparents look very nice, very normal, very typical grandparents from Indiana, exactly how you picture them to look. And Amber makes some comment about how the the hairspray in jail doesn't smell good, so they would, like, pour Jolly Ranchers into the hairspray to make it strong enough. Oh, yeah, it was diluted. Yeah. And her grandma looks fucking horrified and goes, honey, we have (laughs) shampoo here. (laughs) This is probably the first person that her grandma has had, like, her grandma has probably never visited anybody in prison. No. Her grandma is a nice church lady whose daughter married a fucking alcoholic and has ruined their lives ever since. Yeah, and I bet you she was damn against that. She was like, no, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Amber gets on her thing about how she wants to share her story with others, which is noble. I think she had been so gassed up in prison and everybody, okay, because you don't, like when you're in a 12-step environment or a therapeutic environment, all you fucking do is talk about yourself all the time and talk about how you can help others and how you, and you see yourself helping others. You see how telling your story And talk about your journey. Yeah. Where you were, where you are now. So I think it was only natural for her to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to get out and be a motivational speaker. Yeah. But the thing is, is that people, first of all, you got to get out of bed to be a motivational speaker. One, you got to start there. But the other thing is, is that like, so she, she's talking about opening, um, uh, rehab places. Like, so now you're the one, I, I know this to be true, but I've also heard you talk about this, that when people go through rehab, they often get, they start working in, with rehab. Yeah. So they start working in that industry because it's what you know, it's where you can, it's where people understand 
why you don't have like like for five years you didn't have a job oh because mm-hmm. i was a drug addict was, why you like, have a per- criminal background yeah and yeah. you get to self-identify too mm-hmm. i know someone in na who loved the fact that she works with an insurance company working with um she works with people who are getting out of mental hospitals and rehabs and setting them up with things and she loved the fact that she takes them to meetings and they know she's she they know she's an ex-addict or she excuse me she is an addict but uh she loves that because she doesn't have to hide shit nothing and it's so it's so refreshing to be like when someone's like oh where where were you in 2013 jail because i was an addict and i ran and i held up a gas station so yeah but i'm not like it's so instead of just like like you just lay everything on the table isn't that part of recovery like not having secrets Absolutely. It's hard. Like, so it's really hard when I'm pretty open about it, and especially in my personal life. Obviously, I do this podcast. I talk about it all the time. But you, people, it's almost like you're at work and somebody will make a, first of all, you don't have to explain to people, like, I don't drink. Why? Every time you yeah. tell someone you don't drink, they follow it. Almost every time they follow it up with, well, why don't you drink? You don't have to deal with work happy hours. You don't have to, like you said, uh-huh. like, well, where were you in 2013? You don't have to deal with all of this expected normal behavior that everybody else does and you do not. Right. It's very hard. It's a mad, it, I imagine it's like if you're gay working at maybe a nonprofit that deals with LGBT stuff so you can just be open about who you are. It's when you're working in treatment and everybody else is an addict. Yeah, like you said, there's there's no shame and embarrassment that you have to put down. I mean, just today, my boss, who, like most people at my work know I'm sober, but they don't, I don't know if all of them understand why I'm sober or even get it. My boss was telling me a story about someone and he wasn't even being derogatory, but it kind of made me flinch the way he described her. Because I was like, oh, somebody might have described me like that in the past. And he was explaining it to me like I was another normal person like him, which I am, but I'm also not. Does that make sense? So today I am. experiences he will never have. Yeah, and And... he'll never understand. And today I am. And he wasn't like, it was somebody in his family. He wasn't like, she's disgusting. He was just telling me something. And I really like my boss. This is not like a knock on how he was telling a story. But it was just like, oh, I could have you were been just that like, person in if, the story. If you knew me four years ago, five years ago, or whenever it was you were using, if you knew me back then, you would be saying the same thing about me. And exactly. And that's not going to happen if you work in treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that that's why it's natural for her to feel that way. But cut to 2017. The reason she hasn't done it is because they cost a lot of money. And she spends a lot of her money getting dogs that she doesn't need. Oh God, she's uh, eight dogs. Like, and she's rescuing them from pet stores. That's oh. not how you rescue dogs, dude. That's buying a dog. And so, and she's like, you know, spending money on drinking. buying memorabilia. She's drinking. So like, how are you going to be, I don't know. I, you, the rehab, the rehab, uh, it's infuriating. It as up. you guys all know, it infuriates It's fucked me. up. But, I just don't know how you're going to help. Like, I just feel like she would, like, she, I don't feel, I don't know if this is for her. Like, it's a big no, deal. No, now it's, a it's lot not. Of work. Now it's not. What, Amber, and this is what I've been saying all along, 
go to AA, work a program, and sponsor people. That's yeah. how you can help. There are so one many ways that you don't have to work in treatment to help people. Or even if you do want to work in treatment, like go and be what's called a tech, which is basically like you're in charge of the people when they're there and you hang out with them and you're like a supervisor. Like try clients. Like you're not a mental health from the bottom. No, and that's what she needs to do. She just wants to be like, okay, I've been to a rehab or I've been to some sort of facility. Bam, I'm going to own one of these. Instead of like, you know what, maybe I should see if they need some help around here. Yeah, Yeah, she wants to, she just wants to be able to get up and say, I helped people and now I own a facility. And not get up. She'd still be in bed. That's true. But I do think when she was in prison and was being a peer mentor, she was really get, I mean, it's very rewarding to help people. There's a line in the, I mean, the basis of the 12 steps, which Amber does not like, is that you stay sober by helping other people. There's a line in the big book, when all else fails, nothing will help quite, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's like when all else fails, nothing will help quite like working with another alcoholic. And the idea is like, that's how you get out of your head. That's how you continue in your program. There's a saying. You focus like, on someone else. Yeah. When, yeah. When you're sponsoring someone, it's even less about helping them as it is helping yourself because you're helping yeah. other people and you're being there for other people. And I, it's like a high, it's why people do charity and why people feel good about helping others. Yes. It's the same idea. And I'm sure in you... prison, Amber felt that and felt good about herself. But what she fucked up in is not going and working a 12-step program or going to a therapeutic like counseling session or joining some sort of support group or some sort of access point. And because she knew she didn't want to work 12 steps because as she tells Crystal or Crystal tells her, I know you're not really yeah. into NA, what she saw was like, oh, well, I'll open a rehab and help people. And it's like, go to a meeting and talk to another alcoholic. That's all you need. Like start there. Yeah. Well, you, so this bring this makes me think of Bethany. You know how Bethany's doing all that shit for Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, and I mean a lot of it's like self promotional, and but she's actually there and she's yeah. actually doing stuff. She's like the it first people me, to person to reach certain towns. It's crazy. Yeah. So when I was twenty five, something I just felt like I was like just a fucking horrible person. I felt mm-hmm. like I spent so much time worried about my own shit. I was doing shit that was hurtful to me. I was doing shit that was not going to get me anywhere. And I just felt like all day long, all I thought about was myself and mm-hmm. what I was going to do next and what, and it just, and I just decided that one of the things I was going to do every week is I was going to start volunteering one hour doing mm-hmm. something for somebody else. Yeah. And it, it became something I did all the time. Sometimes I, I, I couldn't do it all month and I do four hours and, I worked with homeless people mostly because I've been homeless before and I know what that's like, mostly homeless children. And I was, I just started, that's where my volunteerism came from. I just started saying, I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to think about somebody else. Yeah. And it's so, um, and I just wanted like, I wanted some good points on the books because I had so many negative things about myself that I hated or things mm-hmm. I'd done that I regret it. And I was like, let me just add to the good part. And this is how I ended up becoming like people, like I don't always talk about it. And I don't, and I definitely don't um, tag myself when I'm places all the time. But I just became someone who just volunteers for things, um, and with kids, with animals. And it's just how. And then I became a foster parent because I was working with displaced children. I've never wanted children ever in my life. I've never tried to have a child, and I was working with displaced children, and I felt good about it. And people were saying I was good at it, and someone was like 
you know, I know you, I know it really matters to you to, you know, put wins in the put good points in the column. You should think about fostering. Cause I think you'd be good at it. And over a year, they kind of talked me into it. And that's how I started fostering. I think sometimes people in the Facebook group and people who just meet me right now think that I have foster kids because I love kids and I want a bunch of kids. It's not true. I, it just be, it came out of start one day just being like, I have got to get out of my fucking head. I've got mm-hmm. to start trying to help people. And it started small at the ASPCA and it's the food kitchen and it's the, like the soup kitchen. And that's what I mean about Amber. She does not want to start the, she could totally, like you said, go to an NA, go to a um, AA meeting. She could totally volunteer at a woman's shelter. She could, because yeah. tons of people there have problems similar to hers and have had experiences similar to hers. She could totally start there one hour a week. One hour. There's just, we hear Amber this whole episode talking about, I'm obsessing over Leah. I can't stop focusing on the past. She's only thinking about herself and yeah, her daughter too, but all she's doing this whole time, this whole episode is focusing on herself and her life. And she's in her head like crazy. And I think it was probably scary for her because I do think in prison she wasn't able to think about herself as much because she had friends, no. because she was in therapy, because she had activities, because she was going to school, because she was a peer mentor. Yeah. So she didn't have time. And then she gets out of prison and all she has is time to think about herself. And you can see that it's not good and having a negative impact. But let's get yeah. back to the episode because we just talk yeah. and talk and talk, us two. As usual. So... Leah one is going to her house and Gary's doing this weird thing where he's like, are you sure you want to go? Don't you want to stay here with me? Aren't you going to miss me? Gary. And Leah's like, no, I want to go. And I wrote down that kids are really special. And I think Leah is really special. And Artie was showing like such an emotional maturity, but just the fact that like she knew to go over there and be like her bright self and be so excited to see her mommy. And it didn't really matter that she really hadn't seen her in a year and a half. She had only seen her in prison settings. To just go yeah. over there and be so comfortable and happy. Like, Leah's such a special kid. Yeah, but I feel like she shouldn't have to carry the weight of everyone oh, else's emotions. of course and she that's shouldn't. that's Gary gave. So Gary's like, are you going to miss me? I don't ask kids, are they going to fucking miss me? No. I, I don't ask kids, do they want to stay when I know they got to go? I yeah. say... Like, if, if I have to take you to see your, your biological parent or I have to take you to court or someplace, I say, we need to be at court at 8 a.m. That's where we're going to go, and we're going to stay at this many to- this amount of time, and then we're going to do this. I don't – like, why would I ask her something like that? For yeah, her, it's like – Because what if she said she didn't want to go? Then what? Yeah. That, it was like when Chelsea was like, well, if you don't – if he's not there for Father's Day, like – I know a dad that – why don't you just come home? Because I know somebody that wants to be with you. It's like – because it's not a yeah. fucking choice. No. So I like I hate that, and also when so when she meets, so you're right, she is a very special kid. She's very mature, emotionally mature. So she goes in there, she's talking to her mom. Everyone's happy to see her, and yeah. then she immediately says, "Oh wait, wait!" But first, girl. first, Gary does one more manipulative thing, and she's obviously oh, like showering Amber in affection. And Gary goes, "Don't give away all my hugs." Ugh. like there's no limit on hugs, Gary. Yeah, they're they're unlimited. And also, she just got out of prison. It's not about yeah. you right now. Yeah. Calm down. Uh, awful. Ugh. But then she Terrible. 
tells her, her mom, there's a new girl. Her name is Christina. Her daughter's name is Carly. I still love you, though. Oh, God. Leah. Because she knows that her mother yeah. needs it. She's heard the argument. She knows what's going on. And she should she's not so be in She's so fucking smart, princess. She is so yeah, smart. Amber hasn't even been there for it since she was three. And she knows yeah. that she needs to tell mommy this. Yeah. And if I were there, I would say, you know what? You could tell me about anything you want to and just know that I, I know that you always love me. So you don't, so don't worry about that. You can love as many, love is unlimited. You can love as many people as you want. I would mm-hmm. tell her something like that because I would want her to make sure she understood that she could be, it's, it's not, we're not in competition. You, you, you know who have, gets that? Like, you have enough. Christina gets that. I think Christina's the yeah. only one out of all of them that understands that. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, I, I just can't get over how emotionally mature and she was four at this time. She hadn't even had her fifth birthday yet. It's just for her to, it's funny though, because she was already doing this little thing that I noticed Leah does till this day where she will say to mommy, I don't want to leave daddy i don't want to leave i don't want to go with daddy and then she wasn't doing as much in this episode but in this special but she does it now where she definitely tells amber and gary and i think this is the price of her being an emotionally mature child but she's still a child and doesn't know how to her parents are putting too much shit on her where when she's with gary she'll say well mommy sleeps all day mommy doesn't do anything and then she goes and sees amber and she's like well daddy didn't ride any rides with us at disney world and i didn't even see him when we were there she does this thing where she knows that they hate each other and she knows that they they both parent wants to feel like they're the only parent that matters and she knows it and it's it's just incredible to know that at almost five years old leah already understood that but also keep in mind that Gary and and Amber, although they've they've been engaged and broken up and together back and forth, since she is probably since pretty much since she was born, have been going back and forth because yeah. Amber used to run off to that. Remember she ran off to that motel, like mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. Oh happened. God! So I so forgot this about is that. Like, and she wanted yeah, them to oh have God. a crib. I remember my ex boyfriend and I at the time watching that, being horrified that she went to an $80 a week motel and then called the, the front desk and asked them to send a crib up. And they were like, yeah, we don't have cribs here. And why do and she did, she didn't have enough money to even stay there. And why the fuck are you leaving with the kid? You yeah. have the kid, you get to stay. The other person goes to his yeah. mama's house. That's how that yeah. works. Are you crazy? <laughs> so yeah. So Leah's, Leah's always been, Leah was in the room when Gary said he needed Gary time because he met a girl at Walmart. Leah's always yeah. there. And look, we need to go back to that nephew. One of the mm-hmm. things I really appreciated is while they were leaving prison and Amber was talking, the nephew had on the headphones. He oh, was I didn't notice. Like, they are not talking about prison in front of him. Somebody yeah. said, you know what, let's, let's entertain this child. But Leah has never had that, ever. No. She's always. <laughs> always. No, always. Always, always. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it is super sweet to watch them together. They, I mean... Amber, though, is so terrified of Leah. She's terrified of her and hurting her because Leah says so innocently, like, do you promise you'll be here when I wake up? And Amber goes, what? Like, completely shocked that she would even ask that. And it's like, yeah, Amber, she doesn't trust you. Right. But keep in mind, this is the other thing that I said about that. That is dark, right? But also, kids say all kinds of things to test your reactions. 
Yeah. And they come from all sorts of places. So I think sometimes when kids, especially on this show, say something, we'll be like, out of the mouth of babes. But no, also, sometimes they just say shit like that. Yeah. Sometimes they just are like, and you need, they're waiting for you to reassure them, yes, I will be here in the morning. Um, Which Amber did, but I, you can tell she's like so terrified of upsetting Leah. Right. They want to know is. that you know what the fuck is going on. So if she said, yeah, I'll definitely be here in the morning because, you know, mommy doesn't have to stay in that place anymore. She's going to be at grandma's house and yeah. we're going to be sitting more. T- like, they want you to be confident because even someone as emotionally mature as Leah does is still a child. She's still and a child. They want you to, to to take care of them. They don't want to be in charge. Yeah. I did notice, though, they, like, pan, the camera pans in on them snuggling right after that. And Leah has a grin on her face. And my Grinch heart grew three sizes. Like, holy <sighs> shit. Did you notice that? She was looking right at the camera and smiling so fucking big. And I was like, this yeah. little girl, oh my God. But I was also like distracted because I want to know who is filming that. Is that a cameraman filming yeah, I think so. Does I wonder if he's a little step stool. <laughs> yeah. Do they have to get up? Does, so do they film it? And then once they get up, then once they're done, they're like, okay, we're going to leave. And everyone's like, yeah, she gets out of bed and walks them out. Like, I think so. Is that is that also what how they do sixteen and pregnant? Because in sixteen and pregnant, because I recently rewatched Janelle's, um, they always have a night scene where the kids are up, and yeah. and they're like, "This is fucking hard." Is that like a a camera? They just sit there. There's a camera and stay there all night to wait for your baby to wake up. I think with sixteen and pregnant, they, I would imagine, like the week before your due date, they go into like nighttime filming or 24-hour filming so they can make sure that your water Mm. breaking is on camera if possible and then they go into for the first like three days like 24-hour filming like we just saw on Teen Mom 2 with uh Brianna they were there that was nighttime filming and there was definitely a cameraman there that was not like sitting on a shelf that was absolutely also, why didn't Amber's mom, like, buy her some fucking pajamas to sleep in? She was in her prison clothes. I was like, those haven't been washed. I don't know. I, I also don't understand, like, so another reason Amber needs to go to AA is because people, some people there have been to prison, and you can mm-hmm. talk about it there. And you can also talk about drugs there, or AA or NA, or wherever, whatever yeah, A you're going to. The 12-step program. Talk, the 12-step program. You can talk about drugs there. But you can't really, although she mentions it to grandma and stuff, you can't really talk about it with grandma because grandma doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, she looked so, terrified when she mentioned the hairspray thing. Yeah. So, but if you want to say, man, you know, I have such a craving for my drug of choice and this is what I would do if I had it, da 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 and you're talking to another addict, they're like, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. And this yeah. is how I don't go juice. Not, but... But because you're sitting with grandma and grandpa, you have to just keep that shit to yourself. Well, hold on. We'll get to that in one second with Crystal. Oh, yeah. With Crystal. Cousin Crystal. Crystal. But I quickly want to go over how Bubby and Dad come over. And, uh-huh. oh, well, no. First, it's the next day. And Amber is, like, totally fucking overwhelmed. And looks right at the yeah. camera and goes, I should have waited before I allowed MTV to film. And I was Duh. like, oh. <laughs> and she basically, like, freaks out and starts crying. And Leah comes over yeah. and comforts her, as she does. But then Bubby like and Dad come woman. over. Yeah, like a she grown woman. And there says, 
What? What are you crying? Everything's okay. Everything's okay. It's going to be all right, Mom. Like, she, their roles were completely reversed. But the reason that, I think that's when, I think that's when Leah was asking her, was she going to be in jail? She's, I'll be back tomorrow. Will you be in jail then? I think that's when she got overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but Bubby comes over and basically is like, says straight up, I need to know how you're going to make, not I need to know how you're going to make money, but I'm concerned with how you'll make money. They say that she wants to, she needs to get a manager because she doesn't want to look like an asshole on TV. And she doesn't want to keep telling her story over and over again. And it's different with MTV, but I was like, oh, this is actually, I'm glad that Bubby's talking to her about this and saying like, you need to talk to the right outlets. I just, I thought that was an interesting conversation. Right. And the beginning of the breaking of the fourth wall, because after this, they come back and they're yeah. starting to, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting conversation. And she was also talking about how she would do stories anytime someone, if they would give her money, she would talk to yeah. anybody. She doesn't want to do that anymore. And I believe that. I believe she was high off her ass. It could be like $500. Well, She's like, yeah. Did you see that, that cover where it said, being a teen mom ruined my life or something like that? I was like, damn, and you're holding the baby right there? Yeah. And Leah ruined your life? Shit. I read this article from Cosmo that was an oral history of teen mom, and it was really interesting, uh-huh. and Amber said she would invite the paparazzi into her house and party with them. Oh. Brittany. Brittany yeah, Spears. Exactly. She went, Amber went full Brittany, actually. Absolutely she did. Ugh. Now that you say it. Yeah. She yeah. really did. She, she did. she just didn't shave her head. She never got a chance to shave her head. That yeah, was she got locked was. up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they were like, really, you need to be careful about your image and who you talk to and you need to be aware yeah. of it. I was like, well, that's good that somebody cares enough to say this to her. And I would imagine, right, I just can't Florida. imagine what it's like to be from Anderson, Indiana. And all of a sudden your little sister gets famous. You've been in the military. So you've gone, you've seen a little bit more of the world than the rest of your family. I just... You know, it's just crazy. These girls get famous, but they still live in their hometowns. They all of a sudden have money coming in, even though they're high school dropouts. It's such a weird, unique situation that really nobody understands. And it's crazy to think that before Amber was in prison and she was making $250,000 a year from the TV show and magazines, that she didn't have a manager. Nope. She was doing it all on herself. Or she probably had some some uh mooch ass friends that were sitting there in the living room with her like yeah do it or yeah you guys think i should call someone so I'm like call them let's yeah. get high like that's that's what was, those were her managers i bet you um, like she she had no one yeah absolutely so gary comes to get leah and we see leah doing what i was talking about where she's like i'm gonna hide so i don't have to go home and yeah. if we did see one kind of funny clip and gary goes do you think she missed me last night and leah screams no yeah. Why is he asking her that? I don't know. And also, kids, and I know that, that Amber took that to mean, well, she doesn't want to leave me and she doesn't want to be with Gary. That's not what that means. Kids, no. you could be taken to the funnest place on earth and they don't fucking want to go. It's, it's like because, when Addie had her double birthday party day yeah. and was melting down because she was leaving the pool and Jeremy and Brooke were like, this is not normal. No, You mean her 18-hour work day? Because she, she was being filmed the entire time. Yeah. That was an 18-hour work day for that girl. 
That was a long fucking day. No kid wants to leave the pool. I've seen so many kids no. have meltdowns at the pool. Oh my god. Fuck yeah. I've had I I've been trying to take kids to an amusement park and they didn't want to leave because they because they wanted more like fucking saltine crackers, like the most basic ass shit. They were because things where and I, kids don't like, anticipate going, things the same way we do. They have no they have no um they, they don't know what the big picture is. Yeah, they, they can't the get excited. Is. Even if like you tell yeah. a kid we're going to Disney World in five days, five days doesn't mean anything to them. So it's not Everything really that tomorrow. exciting. Do you know how many fucking times my kids have asked me when is Halloween this month? They're like, is it tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? I'm like, no, it's still not tomorrow. But they have no concept of time. And when I tell when I tell them on Tuesday it's Halloween, they're going to be fucking shocked. <laughs> so, well, we get yeah, a clip of that later when Leah's like, is it still my fifth birthday? Yeah, she has no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> but Gary basically, they talk a little bit about Leah's birthday. And Gary's like, okay, can Christina come? And no. Amber's like, um, okay. And, a bad idea. and they leave. And Amber basically says, like, and I thought this was good. And I think this has been the stance Amber is taking on Christina the whole time. And she still has this. She's like, look, I'm not mad at Christina. I'm actually grateful for Christina that somebody is around that loves my daughter. But Gary's a fucking yeah. asshole. And Gary, up until recently, was saying, we're moving in together. And then all of a sudden, he has a girlfriend, and he doesn't want to be with me anymore. And I've officially maybe like, lost my family. Maybe like a week before she... I, I, I see it like... I think she said she, three months. Maybe, three months before she was supposed to get out. So she knows she's getting out early. She thought she was going to be in there for five years. And also, yeah. Gary thought she was going to be in there for like five years. So he was probably just saying this shit. So yeah. then... So three months, you figure out you're getting out, and he's like, dude, I actually am with someone else, so we can't really do that. You know what? Gary has no emotional intelligence. Leah has all the emotion. It's like yeah. it went all to her. He's none. He has oh. none. You don't show up. He relies up on the women say, in his life. He does. His mom, his mom who looks like him in a wig, is <laughs> Leah, oh, Christina. Yeah, you don't it's why it never up. works with Amber, because Amber also doesn't have the emotional intelligence to drag Gary along, and Christina does. Exactly. Christina just showed, she said, and she suggests, have you noticed that? She's always like, well, don't you think? Well, yeah. so when do you think? Like, she never is like, whereas Amber would be like, listen, asshole, you fat fuck, it's time! And Christina's yeah. like, she's a, Christina's a prodder, which still, like, so it boggles me. She seems like like, I actually look at her Instagram, and her bio is their mother, his wife. She seems like the type of person that, yeah, gross. She seems like the type of person that wants to be, that, like, takes being a wife and a mother so seriously. I'm not saying they're not good things. People who are wives and mothers, I'm a wife and mother. I just don't think, I don't think they define you. Like, I'm a person mm-hmm. who happens to be a wife and a mother. Those are big, important parts of me, but the, I'm, but overall, who I am is not that. But so anyway, she seems like that person so that that is her identity. So I still cannot believe she cheated on her husband to get with Gary and li- and left her kid. I can't believe this shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is Gary packing? What is Gary? What is Gary packing? Is the question. I really I don't know. I really I don't know. Something crazy. Anyway, go on. Go on. 
Corn. Let's not talk about Gary's dick. Come on. Um, but basically, Grandma was like, "Well, I want Gary to be out of your life," and Amber's like, "Yeah, I wanted my family to be together." Just because you have a baby with somebody doesn't make you a family. I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. I mean, it it like, is true. Lewis and Brianna aren't your family because they made a baby. It's not how it works. A family has mutual respect, has a relationship. Mm-hmm. A family means much more than sex and procreation. So, no, you're, you've never been, oh, maybe. You know, she also says in the first three years of her relationship with Gary were amazing. What does that even fucking look like? What is, yeah, so that's what I'm wondering. 18. Like, what were they like when they were, like, perfect and in love? Like, he doesn't even treat Christina that well, and Christina's great. So, I don't know. When you're 15, what you think is perfect is very different than what is actually perfect. I, it's, he probably like took her to Dairy Queen a couple times or some shit, and she was just like, "This is my man." <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. So right. Amber doesn't have a driver's license, so right. she hasn't been out of the month, the house much, and cousin Crystal uh-huh. comes to get her, and this is when right. Amber's like, "I've been wanting to get high all day," and and Crystal not being an addict who doesn't get it. She's like, shut up. Don't think like that. And I just sort of Amber needs a meeting. Yep. She needs somebody who understands. Who who can give her actual things to do. Because like she said, she knows exactly where to go. She knows who to talk to because she's still where she was using. She's still, that's why so many people go to rehab away and then never go back home because they're in a new routine and, and it's, but she's exactly where she was. Yeah. And, like, so when my sponsees or people I know call me and they're like, I want to get high, I'm usually like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what's going on? Tell me tell Because me what's we're going drug on addicts right and we want to get high. <laughs> That's what we do. I don't say shut up, don't think like that. I never tell an addict don't think like that. I always say, I mean, when people call me and they're like, I relapse, usually I go, okay, that's not surprising. Don't feel so bad. That people relapse. Because we're drug addicts I- who get high. How many sponsees do you have? Right now I have three. But is I've that had, a lot? No. Some people have one. Some people have ten. I really only have one that's like actively in the steps. The other two are through the steps. I've had, I don't know, I like, some. you know, I pick them up and then they drop me, like, they start getting <laughs> high or it's, it, it takes a while for like one to stick, basically. But, like, right. my sponsees in early recovery will call me and be like, I'm miserable. And I'm like, yeah, because life sucks when you first get sober. Because here's the thing, like, when, and I've definitely talked about this. So, drinking and drugging are the solution to your problem. They're not your problem. They're, your problem is the feelings. Your problem is, uh-huh. like, the thing that you drink and drug to cover. And so, when you take away the drinking and drugging... You still have all that shit. You just don't have a way to not feel it anymore. You just don't have your solution. So a lot of people in early recovery, which is what I would consider Amber to be in because it doesn't really count when you're in prison and you don't have, especially in a therapeutic community where you really don't have access to anything. When you are, when you take that away, most people get a little worse at the beginning because now you have to deal with all your shit. (laughs) That you weren't dealing with before. And it's just, you feel like shit. 
And you want to do the one thing that has always made you not feel like shit. So when somebody tells me I feel like getting high, my response is, yeah, you're a drug addict. Do you want to get high? How come you want to get high? What's going on? Right. So let's talk about the what's actually going on in your life because that's just a symptom of what's going on. You want to get yeah. high because of these things. Yeah, and, and people relapse over and over again. Like, people rarely, I don't know, I, I just... And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but I just know that people rarely go to rehab one time and then they're like, bam, never need that again. I'm good. Like people, yeah. it's back and forth and it just, yeah. it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I don't think Amber realizes that. And it's partly like, just like you said, she's had her entire world mapped out for her for these 17 months. She's been super busy. She, she's in this therapeutic community. So she doesn't even have access to the drugs that get into prison. Right. So mm -hmm. she's not even out there with gin pop. <laughs> um, sorry, my orange is a new black terminology is coming to me. But, I know, but it's right. And they so, probably got drug tested in there. If it's yeah, a therapeutic community tested. that you get out early if you complete the program, I'm guessing there's yeah. drug testing. So there's no drugs in her little bubble. And mm -hmm. now she's out of the bubble. And what would be really awesome is if she had a place she could go where she could talk about these things and get some help. And it's called a meeting. Yeah, and not have somebody say, shut up, don't think like that. This is how we think. This is how we've thought for so many years and for so long in our life. Amber has no license, hasn't been leaving the house, doesn't have friends. She's fucking bored. That's, you know, yeah. they talk in AA, it's like they're, there's one thing and it's hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And those are like big trigger feelings, if you will, for wanting to use uh -huh. And I would say boredom Hungry falls enough. under. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. One of the first things you're supposed to do, because think, you know, when you're hung, you start to get hangry and like, oh, yeah, your blood sugar's yeah. low. I, there's a woman in one of the meetings I go to that has, I think 35 years. And she said the first year of sobriety, she like had no idea how to eat because she wouldn't yeah. eat when she was drinking and like never had any regular schedules and she would call her sponsor and her sponsor would go, did you eat breakfast today? And she would say no. And her sponsor would hang up on her <laughs> and <wouldn't talk> <laughs> her sponsor wouldn't talk to her until she started eating breakfast. Like I'm, if it was an emergency, I'm sure she could call back. But basically her sponsor was like, you need to eat like a normal human and you need yeah. to eat three meals a day. And she said, it's still one of the most like critical parts of her recovery is eating three square meals a day and making sure she gets like, uh, protein oh. and stuff because when she's not eating right she like goes a little crazy so I think boredom falls in like the lonely tired area and Amber's right. probably just fucking sitting around doing nothing like okay I well imagine. and when you're bored it's like the first thing that you want to do when you get when you're bored is get high and it's just Crystal has no idea what to say and this is a perfect Crystal's example. Crystal's never used I guarantee no. you she's never used. She or reminds she me of this has, dude but she's like partied. But not this, like. She reminds me of this dude I used to know who was like trying to figure out how to become a sponsor, but he'd never done any drugs. And he was like, but I can help because I've never, because I've never done any drugs. See? And I was like, but you don't even know how, see, that's not how it works. You can't, you've never done any drugs. So he's like, yeah, I know. I understand. But I haven't done any so I can show them how not to do any. I was like, no, that's not. You don't even understand how they think, dude. Like, yeah. Chris, Crystal probably, she smokes some weed, 
maybe she's like you said partied a little bit yeah maybe she rolled a couple times maybe took a percocet here and there but not like used and she looks boring so i wouldn't even guarantee that so like and so she thinks she has the answer but that's not the answer or you know what she's being nice she's she's she has good intentions but she what she should have done is drop amber at a meeting yeah exactly but amber doesn't want to go to meetings because amber knows best and she even says like when she's like, okay, well, what do you do? Don't you have, haven't you like learned coping skills? And Amber's like, my coping skills is that I'm going to be around my family. I'm like, that's not a coping Ugh. skill. Family's the worst. Families are the triggers. Families are the people that like get on your fucking nerves and make you want to go use yeah. to fight with your mom or and your dad's dying. Like that's a fucking trigger. Like, yeah. what are you fucking talking about? Leah is a child, and she's going to get on your fucking nerves. That's a trigger. Yeah. Like, you need to... Ugh, girl. Girl. And the thing is, it's so funny, because we're watching this in the... Because we know what happens in the future. And the future is, you get fucking lonely, and you start... First of all, you start drinking again. You start bringing home motherfuckers from the internet. You start hoarding dogs. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to work out for you, Amber. It just, yeah, there's just, there's a reason that people go to meetings and talk to other alcoholics and addicts that get it. And Amber just, you know, Crystal even offers to go to an NA meeting with her, even though Amber doesn't care for it, as she says, which is just like, what? What's their experience? With I don't know. So I'm assuming she went to court-ordered meetings. I'm assuming she went to court-ordered meetings when she was high. Okay. Is it like, is it something like Kelly Osborne had where she went to her meeting, she told she told a very, she shared, and then someone sold that to the... I mean, possibly, but I don't think so. Huh. I just, like, she needs to try it. Like, if everything you, you've been doing doesn't work, and look, we sound like we're a commercial for 12 Steps. We're not. I'm not, like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I know that when everything you're doing doesn't work, you should try something you haven't tried. And Yeah. You know what drugs do. Why don't you try going to a fucking meeting and just try? Well, I think uh. Amber came out of prison very cocky when it came to her sobriety. And then yes. this is probably the first day that she was like, ooh, I don't feel right. Like, this is not good. Because this is when the reality and of like and the boredom of life set in. Leah's not there. Booby went back to Florida with Dad. Yeah, your mom. You don't have a girl. She's probably in her one bedroom apartment. You're Working. Fine. Her grandma mom has grandma, to work. Oh, her mom's at her job, and Grandma and Grandpa are retired, and they just want to sit around watching The Price is Right and going to Costco. This is not, but you, this is not what you're used to. And she's starting to feel like you said the board, but it's also the loneliness. She realized she she knows she's not getting back to Gary. Gary. She's one of those people who can't be by herself, right? All her she needs someone around, and she's realizing, oh shit, Leah's gone. She's not going to be here every day. Fuck, I'm by myself. Call cousin Crystal, and cousin Crystal's like, you know, I think cousin Crystal has a baby or no at this point. Does she have a baby later? Yeah, she does. Uh, I think she did. I think she was pregnant when Amber was in prison. Well, maybe that's why the fuck she didn't. Yeah, know. that's she what did. Amber said. Yeah. I think she was getting divorced too. Like cousin Crystal's life uh-huh. wasn't great when Amber was in prison. So cousin Crystal's got a lot of stuff too. She can't come pick you up every day. You need to get some support. 
Okay. All right. Amber's not listening to us. Let's move on. Yeah. So, um, they talk a little bit more about Gary and Amber says they aren't together because how conceited he is now. And Amber says she's holding on to who he was. And I'm just like, who was he? Nobody. He, he was, he was 20 years old. You took his virginity. I swear to God. And so normally, I mean, obviously I'm not a fan of grown ass men trolling the high school, trying to get some, some tail, but I have a feeling that I have a, it's still wrong, but I have a feeling that Amber was the one that was, that was like showing him how I, I feel like Amber was the lead in this relationship. I, it's not, I feel like he was much more innocent than she was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was nobody. That's what he was. And then you, she got you pregnant, your brother, cause right. She started to 16. She started to 16 and pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. she, she, her brother was filming for what? Underage and underage. Yeah. yeah. And Amber's in the background being Amber and Gary and they decided to film. So, so just by the luck of the fucking draw, this happened to you guys. Mm-hmm. And the thing is they would have grown apart anyway, because no one is the same person at 18 that they are at 25. Or yeah, and because there's this, no way they ever had a happy relationship. It was Gary and Amber. Yeah. And this is why this is like, sometimes people are like really, I don't know. They, they think that we're mean because we're not rooting for these people the way that they're rooting for them. But the thing is, is that I know that there's a reason you're not supposed to have kids when you're 16 years old. And it's because shit doesn't work out because you're never mm-hmm. going to 16. You're not even a real person yet. I hate to say that if you're 16 and listening to this, but you're not a real person yet. It's going to take a while. And so you're going to change things. Are, you're going to fuck shit up. And this is why you need to wait till you're like an adult to have kids. But mm-hmm. it's so hard to root for them because they're so stupid. And you yeah. know they're stupid, and they don't know they're stupid. So Amber and Gary would have never been together. And like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck she's... It never would have worked out. She's just romanticized it, and she's had a year and a half to sit in prison and, like, create this whole alternative reality. And yeah. now it's in her head. Yeah. So she right. says she doesn't want the whole show to be about her and Gary's relationship, I want it to be about my transition and how I've changed. And I'm like, sorry, girl, we're watching Teen Mom, not Teen. I'm a drug addict and got out of prison. Yeah. This isn't a real housewife. This isn't like a maid. This isn't true life. This is Teen Mom. It's about you, the, you this kid, and this relationship that you have that created this kid that you will yeah. always be fucked up over. Exactly. So we finally meet Christina, and this is where we see Christina's daughter. And. Gary's like, well, I know how it makes you feel because you've been doing so much for Leah and now Amber's home and get Christina's quick to be like, I'm not her mom. I'm not trying to replace her. And (laughs) yeah, I I wonder how much is for is for the cameras versus how much Christina is without the cameras there. I'm always wondering this about Christina. You took the words out of my mouth because what if because Gary is saying things that he and Christina have talked about in private. So what if when those cameras are off, she's like, you better tell that bitch to get like what if yeah. she is like a whole nother person? I, I... 
I wonder. No, I wonder this all the time. If she, I don't think she's like screaming mad when the cameras aren't Uh there, but I wonder if the cameras aren't there, if she's like, if she says things like, well, I'm the one that's raised Leah. Amber hasn't done that. Oh, right. You wonder if she gets a little B-ish when no one's there or, yeah, I I see what you're saying. But you know what? so cool? isn't so quick to correct Leah on calling her mom when the cameras aren't there. And that's another thing that we need to be careful. We need to, just because a child calls you mom does not mean that they think that you're their mom. It, it, it can also be like they're, they're feeling about a situation and they're, and they're trying to complete something. They're also, they're also saying things that they think you want to hear. It's just a word. Like for me, I don't let people call me mom. If I know that they, they have they're going back to their biological parents Mm -hmm. or like i have i will probably get legal custody of my niece again i had her for two years i'm Mm -hmm. probably gonna bring her back in christmas i don't let her call me mom and it's just because i like to be truthful about things and Mm -hmm. i want you to understand that you do have a mom and i don't want you to ever have to be like worrying about upsetting anybody like Mm -hmm. i let especially foster kids i let them call me what they want my name is Miss Princess, but if they come up with a name they like better, I'm cool with that. And if mm-hmm. we're in public and and someone's like, oh, your kids are cute, I don't correct people. So I yeah. don't correct people when they say my kids. And that's because I, I watched this video with these foster kids, and they were talking about how they – when people jump to correct stuff like that, it made them feel even worse. I so imagine. I let them – yeah, because it's so quick to be like, no, not these ones. Yeah. These two are mine. That goes. So I let them, I'm, I let them correct for me. If they want to say, oh, that's my foster mom, I'm like, cool. Um, and I don't take any offense to that. But I don't do it. And if they ask to call me mom, it depends on what's happening. But if, if, if it's up to them, it depends on what their relationship is. Like, if they're going back to their mom, I try to mm-hmm. discourage that shit. Because I really want them to be able to, I don't want them going back and being like, you're not my real mom. I've been with this princess. Well, because you're a foster parent. Yeah. It's, but if, they're, if their um, rights are already terminated and they want to call mm-hmm. me mom, I'll let them. I just think it's really confusing. I, I'm yeah. so happy that Christina said, Christina, like, I'm so happy that yeah. she just, that, that's like a quick correction, neutral. We don't have to have a, my name's Christina. Yeah. Then, there doesn't have to be a big thing like, I'm not your mom. Remember who your mom is? Your mom you. is Amber. Yeah. And she's not even married to Gary at this point. Keep in mind, yeah. she's still married to the other dude. She's yeah, they didn't the have the day. kid. Yeah. She has no idea if she's going to be there in two months. None of them do, which is what, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not... um, yeah. So Amber's mom comes to get Leah and basically is like, okay, well, we're going to have our own birthday party. And yeah. Gary is disappointed, but he understands. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to fight with you at a, at, a, at a birthday party. I wanted to bring my new woman and her kids. And I, mean, I wanted Amber did. to lose her shit. <sighs> Crazy. Well, Christina, yeah. why would you even... If, Chris, if I was Christina, she, he was like, will you come to the birthday? I was like, no. No. Why would I do that? Yeah. Why, this is her first birthday. She just got out of prison. Chill yeah. with this shit. Yeah, we don't. I don't need to be there. Mm. So we see a cute little birthday party at Amber's yeah. house. It's nice. Yeah. Gary picks up Leah, and Leah has a little fit, just like a normal kid fit. She's a normal yep. kid fit about not wanting to go back to mommy or go to daddy's because she's having fun at mommy's. And 
He was like, well, we're going to another party. And she's like, this is when she was like, but is it still my fifth birthday? And I think she yeah. just, like, didn't understand that she was going to another birthday party. I do think it's kind of... Un- I don't really understand why Amber's party had to be that exact day. I guess it was Leah's actual birthday. Um, yeah. It's like, did she need to have two parties on the same day? No. I'm, I'm just not a fan of that. I, I don't think Me it's either. right. Especially, like... Leah had a planned birthday party that obviously had invitations. He rented a space. It's like, do you need to do a party beforehand at your house that then she'll be tired? And it's just a lot for a little kid to have two it, birthday well, parties. Well, that party was for Amber. It wasn't for Leah. That's true. It was about yeah. it. And, and, I and her family, because they all kept saying the same thing. Oh, we've never yeah. had Leah for a birthday party. Oh, we Why? haven't got... This is a big deal well, for us. I don't... I think well, because... Amber didn't have, you know, she left Leah when Leah was three, but she didn't have custody for, I think, a while before that. And she didn't have custody because, but I want to say it was 2010, but she didn't have custody because of that, that fucking hitting Gary because a child services uh, call came out and they, and he would have, they were like, we're going to, we're going to place her. Now keep it, now look at how quickly CPS is in this and all and all about this because it's the first thing that happened on Team Mom. They're not coming mm-hmm. out for Janelle now. They come out for this. So <laughs> they were going to remove, they were going to have to have Leah stay somewhere else and she had to, to sign over custody. Yeah, and it went to Gary's mom, right? I think yeah, it went Gary's to Gary's mom. mom was the one. And he was living with her. Yeah. So it went to Gary and, and then so she, so Amber goes in and, vol- I just recently watched this episode, Amber goes in and voluntarily gives over custody and mm-hmm. that's where it's been but then since then she's gone to jail she's a known drug addict she yeah well now she issues. has now she has the the legalized visitation and pays child support well, but she I doesn't show up yeah and i don't think she has any legal custody i think gary gets full say over where she goes to school and where like she get, he gets full say over legal decisions for her i'm pretty sure but she talks about it in 2017 so when she's talking about it on the show she talks about it like Gary has done something to her. Like this is something Gary has done to her. Like like the stuff that's in the yeah. behind like the, the rehab, the drug stuff. It's the, like Janelle and Barbara. Yeah. And the inviting a man you met on Twitter, you've known him for thirty days on Twitter to come live with you. Like all mm-hmm. that never happened. She talks about it like Gary's just an asshole, which is not I mean no. Gary is an asshole. He but is not, an asshole. Not in this. So but Gary is always saying, I'm not saying he doesn't use the control, just like Barb uses its control, Janelle. It's she exactly, enjoys it's very, having very, very similar. It's very similar. But what he's saying isn't wrong. I want to make sure she gets to school on time. Yeah. I want to she make doesn't sure go to bed. She, she doesn't go she to bed when she's at Amber's house. Yeah. I want to make sure, like, okay, well, you want more time? How about you show up on the days that you're supposed to have her? Yeah. Show up. And stop. Or I've said that you can get. He says, like, okay, I said you can pick her up from school, but then she has to come back to my house to go to bed. And Amber has a fit because she wants to pick her up from school and get to have her sleep over her house. And Gary's like, you can pick pick her her up up from school. school." Yeah, pick her up from school and you guys can hang out. But he can't trust that Amber will get her to school in time, that Amber will make her go to bed. She was falling asleep at school after staying the night at Amber's. She, they can't trust that Amber will get her homework done. I don't think they can trust that Amber's feeding her, like, any sort of regular meals, just candy, probably. Like, they can't that's trust, legit. 
They can't dress like <laughs> Amber does the regular mom stuff that they need her to do. And you're right. And Amber gets on stage. She's just like Janelle this way. She gets on stage and she throws a fit and she cries. And she's like, Gary just won't let me. And Gary's like, you don't come for your scheduled visits. And she's like, you know, I was depressed. And it's like, oh, well, what? Well, sure. And that's why you can't have. So the other thing is like that Amber can do that I do often with foster kids is I just go to school and have lunch with them. So Amber has mm-hmm. no schedule. And yeah. I usually work from home. So what I do is I just go up there and I don't tell them I'm coming. It's a surprise. I sit mm-hmm. at the table with them. I meet their teacher. Aww. We eat together. Like, you can spend fucking time with them. Yeah. And when I talk about how your day, especially the ones that are having trouble with school, we talk about how your day is. I talk about what we're going to do after. And I just, like, once a week, I'll just fucking pop in. And yeah. Amber could absolutely do that. And just, like, make her fucking, make Leah's fucking day. You know how fucking excited they are to see me? When I, I show up there, it's fucking makes it you know feel what? so special. I bet. And school lunch is two dollars, so it's not yeah. even expensive. Yeah, so like, I mean Amber has options. She could be picking Leah up every day and driving her to Gary's and doing her homework with her, and then leaving. But she doesn't. Yeah, she, she could, doesn't want to do she that. Could take her she home wants, and then take her back to Gary's. Yeah, she wants to do. She wants to have Leah on her schedule, and she doesn't understand. And this is, I think, similar with Janelle, and it's not. It's understandable, but not excusable. But because she doesn't spend any regular time with Leah, she doesn't understand children things. And she doesn't understand schedules. And that Leah has to be at a certain place by a certain time. And she doesn't understand that Leah making perfect attendance is important to her at eight years old. Because what does does Amber know about that? I, I really do truly believe that Gary feels that he can't trust that Amber will get her to school. And Amber's like, so what if she plays hooky and takes a day off? And it's like, it, it, oh, you can it only, just matters. You can only take so many days off or you don't pass. And also, yeah. third grade, eight, eight years old, third grade is where you start to get real great these days. Hey, guys, to hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Love you all so much. Have a great week. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers, Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.